Hi, and welcome to Resurrection Church, where Dr. Joseph G. Matera is the senior pastor and presiding bishop. We are committed to serving our community and the community abroad. We pray that the word you are about to hear will be a blessing to your life and that you allow the Holy Spirit to open your heart and receive what the Lord is speaking to you. What is up, Res Church family? Hey, I hope that everyone is doing well, and I just want to thank you guys for joining us for Church Online, wherever and whatever device or wherever you are streaming from. Uh, we are genuinely honored that you decided to worship with us for part of this weekend. But listen, today I'm super excited because we're kicking off a brand new series called Increase. And what this whole series is about is allowing God to increase our expectation, increase our faith, increase our hope, increase our level of discipleship and commitment, and ultimately to increase our faith in Jesus Christ. And, and isn't that what it's all about? Like if we talk about the essence of Christianity, uh, it's simply this, to increase our faith or to have faith in Jesus Christ. See, see, some of y'all are sitting at home though right now. And you're just like, oh, I have faith. And, and you've got like, you've got, I don't even know how much faith you have. Like if there was a parameter or, or measuring, you might have 10% faith of what God wants to give you or 20% faith of what God wants to give you. And, and the reason I know this is because some of you guys are at home and you trust Google more than you actually trust God. You, you put more faith late at night to Googling your answer instead of actually on your knees praying and searching and, and finding out what it is that God wants to give to you and breathe to you. But here's the thing. I believe that we are in a season that God not only wants to restore faith in the church of Jesus Christ, but also to increase faith in the church of Jesus Christ. Christ. And so if you got your scripture, I'm going to be in really two areas today in uh, Hebrews 11 and then Joshua chapter 3. But let me just read this in Hebrews chapter 11. It says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for. No, notice that faith, it's the assurance or the confidence of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, which means to have faith you have to put your hope in something and have a conviction in something that might not be there just yet. For by it, the people of old received their condemnation. By faith, we understand, by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are Visible. I, I, I love that right there. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And then it talks about how in faith we put our trust and our hope and our belief in God who created all of these things. You know, one of the things I've learned about faith over my life and being a Christian is that faith is not safe. Faith is not safe. See, some of us, God desires to give us faith. He wants to strengthen us with faith, but we want to play it safe, and therefore, we stay in our little box or in our own little Christian bubble instead of stepping out and, and going to where it is that God is calling you to. So here's, here's my whole thing. 
I want us as a church to be encouraged and to be strengthened and to believe for an increase of faith and an increase of giving, an increase of worship, an increase in our finances, an increase in our family, an increase in our spiritual growth. And what we're going to do is we are going to sacrificially give to sow a seed for a time of a harvest, I believe is coming upon us. We are going to sow a seed come December 5th as a church community in our Heart for the House offering. And so go on and mark it down on your calendar, and we're going to be talking about this, but I genuinely believe that through this seed that we are going to sow in faith that God is going to be pleased and that we are going to end up experiencing a harvest. And, and here's something I know about faith. Faith is something that we can't see, but faith should produce vision. And vision in our life should end up producing action. You see, if you can have faith for something, even though you can't see it, it gives a vision, starts to well up inside of you. And then that vision starts to turn into an action of you walking out that vision in faith, even though it is not there. And that's something that you see all throughout the scripture. Noah built an ark in faith because God gave him a vision. Therefore, his vision led to his obedience. Paul went out and planted churches in Macedonia and Corinth and all of these places because God gave him a vision in faith and that vision ended up producing action. See, some of you guys, you say you have faith, but really you have no vision. And because you have no vision for what God desires for your life, you've got no action. And you're sitting there in the comfort of your home or in your little cul-de-sac or wherever it may be right there. And you're calling out to God, God, I want you to move. I want you to move. And God's like, I just want you to be obedient in the vision that I've already given you. And I want you to be obedient in your action to be able to walk this thing out. But you know, the foundation of faith, the foundation, and here's my message title, all that was an intro, here's my message title, the foundation of faith starts with decrease. If you want to see an increase of faith in your life, an increase of God in your life, an increase of abundance in your life, it starts with decrease. It starts with decrease. John 3.30, John the Baptist is saying um, something that many of us probably know. I must decrease so he, being Jesus, can increase. And what John knew about his life is that he was nobody special. He was just a vessel being used by God. And God did use him. And, and, and you know, even here we are today, 2,000 years, talking about John the Baptist. But John recognized, I am nothing in compared to the sovereignty and the glory of God and the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. Therefore, I must decrease so that he can increase. The problem with you guys is you've made yourself so big and you've made God so small in your life. Or you've made your problems so big and you've made God so incredibly small in your life. You know, I love what we're seeing happening right now with space exploration and, and just going out and visiting uh, what the, the beyond, the, the big dark sky that, that's above us. And what Elon Musk, first off, I, whether you like him or not, I personally like Elon Musk because he just calls it as it is and says, hey, here are the facts. If you've got a problem with me, boom. But in 2002, Elon Musk started this company that you may know by the name of SpaceX. And everyone thought that he was, in, he was crazy. Like, there's no way a private man with a private company and private funding would be able to 
actually start a space exploration company that's going to end up amounting to something. But in 2002, he had faith and he had a vision. And he said, I want to put men on Mars. In 2006, he ended up developing a cargo vehicle that could reach the International Space Station. Then they started to develop rockets that could be used over and over instead of a one-time-and-done type thing. In 2009, they developed that rocket, but that rocket ended up exploding and failing three different times. In 2010, he went back to the drawing board and they had their very first successful launch of Falcon 9. In 2012, Falcon 9 was being developed and used and it was able to start bringing that cargo ship that he created back in 2006 to the International Space Station. In 2016, they perfected Falcon 9, and Falcon 9 was able to land on a pad out in the middle of the sea. And I don't know if you've paid attention lately, but, but he just ended up breaking world history, and might I even say galactic history, by sending the first, non, uh, or first uh, non-military, all-civilian crew into outer space on a a space mission called Inspiration 4. It was four people randomly selected through lottery that that he ended up training and their team ended up um, putting them into Falcon 9 in this little capsule and they launched not to the International Space Station but past the International Space Station and they orbited the Earth for three days looking at the beauty and the galaxies out there and everything that God ended up creating. But in 2002, people said, Said, there's no way you're going to send anyone to Mars, let alone get them into space. But he had a faith and he had a vision and his vision ended up leading him to action. And I think God wants to expand your faith, expand your vision, but it has to require us to have action. And the very first action that we have as believers in Jesus Christ is to decrease ourselves and to get the right perspective of the vastness, the grandness, and the sovereignty of God. I want you to think about this. Hebrews 11 verse 3 talks about how God is this star-breathing God. He's the creator of all of the things Yet what we tend to do in our life is we tend to make our problems so big or we puff our own self up in our own pride and we end up getting in the way and we increase ourself and we decrease God. But if you had the right perspective, you would recognize that you are literally a speck of dust on this blue ball that we call earth in the cul-de-sac of the Milky Way galaxies, a part of the cosmos that stretch billions and billions and billions of light years. You were tiny, and he is grand. You were small, and he is big. What's your perspective? Because when we have the right perspective and we decrease ourself, God can start to increase us in our own life. Joshua, who came after Moses leading the Israelites into the promised land, had the right perspective of who God was and who he was in comparison. And because of that, Joshua was able to be used by God. 
and to be able to lead people into a vision that ended up producing an action that caused them to see the fruition of their prayers for 40 years. And it all started with his faith in God. It all started with his faith and his trust in God and making much of God and decreasing himself and increasing God. Catch this with me real quick. Joshua chapter 3 says, Then Joshua rose in the early morning and set out from Schmitten. And they came to the Jordan, he and all the people of Israel, and they lodged there before they passed over. And at the end of three days, the officers went to the camp and commanded the people, as soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, your God being carried by the Levitical priest, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. Notice here, right here, that they were waiting for the Ark of the Covenant, which hosted the presence of God, the holiness of God to be carried before they went on with the vision that God ended up placing in Joshua's heart and ultimately in the Israelites' heart. Have you ever been at a place in your life where you've just tried to move with your own dreams without having the presence of God? Have you ever been at a place in your life where you've tried doing something, you just didn't have the presence of God with you and you're fighting in your own strength? The first thing that we see in Joshua chapter 3 is that they waited for the presence of God. They waited for the presence of God. And here's how I can know if you've got the presence of God with you or not with you, is are you trusting in Googling all of the answers to your questions? Are you trusting in Google or are you trusting in God? Are you seeking God? Verses 4 through 6 says, Yet there shall be a distance between you and it, about 2,000 cubics in length, gets into some math for all of our math nerds out there. Do not come near it in order that you may know the way that you shall go. For you have not passed this way before, again, being led by the presence of God. Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua said to the priest, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on it before the people. So they took the Ark of the Covenant and they went before the people. Faith requires that we wait on the Lord. That we wait on the Lord. So first you see you can't go beyond the presence or do things without the presence of God, but we also must wait on the Lord. And this is exactly what the people did, is they had a vision, but they had to wait for the ark to pass by and for the instructions to end up taking place. Now catch this in verse 7, and this is where I want to camp for just a moment. The Lord said to Joshua, Today... I will exalt or I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all of Israel that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And so God says to Joshua, hey, Joshua, time to wake up. Come on, come on, get out of bed. It's like, hey, it's morning time. The sun's coming. We're going into the promised land that I gave and I promised you guys 40 years ago. It is time. But Joshua, before all of that, I need to tell you something. Today, I will exalt you. Meaning today, I will increase you. Today, I will expand your territory. 
Today, I'm going to bring you to another level. But here's the catch. The only way that Joshua could increase in his influence and increase and be elevated to the level of leadership that he was and be increased and have his territory expanded is if he started from a place of decrease, which is exactly what Joshua did. You see, Joshua served Moses and and followed in his footsteps for 40 years. You see, Joshua was humble and feared the Lord. See, Joshua spent time with God and made less of himself and made much of him. And then at the right time, at the right moment, God said, hey, Joshua, get up, rise up. It is time. Today, I'm going to exalt you and make you famous among the the." the the nation out there. Maybe the reason that you're lacking faith is because you keep exalting yourself and not the Lord. Church, there's something I've got to tell you. Only God can bring the increase. You can't do it. I can't do it. So stop making it about you and let's start making it about God. 1 Corinthians 3, 7 makes it very clear. Only God can bring the increase. Only God can bring the increase. And our responsibility during the middle of all of this, make less of us and make much of him. Make less of us and make much of him and who he is. Verses 8. And as for you, this is still God talking, command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant When you come to the brinks of the water of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. Faith requires an increase in obedience, which is only available through a decrease of yourself. And as we see, for time's sake, I don't have um, the, the time to be able to dive into all of that. But if you keep reading verses 10 through 17, what happened was the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant. They came to the the shore of the Jordan River. And whenever they stepped into the Jordan River, the the sea or the, the river ended up departing very so slowly. And they walked out into the middle of the Jordan River. And what happened was the Israelites were able to pass from what was into what will be. Forty years of vision it took for this vision to come to fruition. 40 years. And it all started because their faith was in God to deliver them from Egypt. And because of that, their faith ended up producing a vision that was by God. And that vision ended up producing action that took them 40 years to get there. And that's a whole other sermon for another day. But Joshua in his humility, was elevated to a place of leadership and was able to step out and be exalted. And God started to increase every area of his life. See, the problem with many of us, though, is we don't want to surrender. We don't want to just throw our hands up and just say, all right, God, this is, this is yours. God, my problem is yours. God, this relationship that I feel like has fallen apart, that I've been working so hard, and yes, there's an aspect of you need to do your part and you need to work, but, but God, this is, this is yours, and I'm just going to take what I have and I'm just going to 
surrender it at the feet of Jesus. You know what's really significant about this particular spot where the Israelites crossed over into the promised land, crossed the Jordan River, is it's the exact same place where Jesus was baptized. And what it did whenever Jesus was baptized was it, it was him fulfilling the old covenant and him allowing it to be symbolic because they weren't very far from the Dead Sea and they weren't very far from the Galilean region. And in the Galilean region, it was life and prosperity and milk and honey and everything that you would dream about. But the Dead Sea represented literally death because nothing can live in it. And about a kilometer north of that is where they crossed over the Jordan River into the Promised Land right across from Jericho, which is the same place where Jesus was baptized to represent how Christ wants to bring us from death to life. He wants to cross over into our promised land, which is new life in Christ. And so listen, if you're watching this today, I want you to know God loves you. And I want you to know that he wants to increase your faith, but it starts with an act of surrender and making much of him and making it less about you. If you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity all you have to do is simply pray, Jesus, I give you my life. And if you would even be so bold to email us at info at reschurchny.com, we would love to send you some literature and to get connected with you. For the rest of us, I want to challenge you to make less of yourself and more of Jesus. Allow him to increase your faith. And on December 5th, we're going to give. We're going to do something crazy as a church. And we're going to give and we're going to sow a seed in obedience to see what God is going to do and bring to our church community. We love you guys. Have a great week and we'll see you next week. Amen. We pray that you were blessed by this word. For more information about our church, please visit our website at resurrectionchurchofny.com or give us a call at 718-436-0242 and be sure to follow us on Instagram at reschurchnyc. Take care and God bless.